He was fast and he was furious. He raced around, hoping to meet a nice girl. Either that or his next victim. It was the height of summer, but he was ice cool with his spotty red jacket. Nobody had a chance. His speed meant he would always catch up. Welcome to episode 22 of Hidden Wings and Bloodlust. I've got another solo episode today, although I do have a few guest interviews lined up, which should hopefully happen quite soon. One is scheduled to come out in the middle of January, so I'm very excited about that. My podcast recommendation for this week isn't actually a podcast. My friend has started a YouTube channel called Hypatia's Lantern. And in this channel, it talks about various political ideologies and systems such as socialism, communism, capitalism, nationalism and so on. There's also future videos planned on topics such as universal healthcare. I've watched some of his videos, such as the one entitled What You Might Have Got Wrong About Socialism. I don't generally go into politics here, but if you do want to be informed about political theory, then give it a watch. And he'll also be coming on the show at some point too, so watch this space. So today, I want to give you a bit of a heads up. I will be mentioning one of the Hebrew names of God today on the show. I don't think it bothers anyone, but if it does, then apologies in advance. I've only mentioned it because it is relevant to the ladybird that we're going to talk about today. So if you're ready, then let's get started on today's ladybird the Adonis ladybird, Hippodamia variegata. One of the notable things about this ladybird is actually its name, and there's a few reasons for that. Regular listeners to the show will know that I'm Jewish, and one interesting thing about the name Adonis ladybird is that Adonai is one of the words for God that Jewish people say in our prayers, and this sounds very similar. Now, usually we would not be saying that name, but I've just said it there. Usually we would say Hashem or God or, like, um, usually Hashem. But I've said that there, not to offend anyone or to commit blasphemy or anything like that, but because it resembles the name of the ladybird. There's also the politician, Lord Adonis, who is a member of the Labour Party, in the House of Lords. He does a lot of campaigning around um, Brexit and and things like that. And I'm sure that if you listen to Hypatia's Lantern or another politics show, maybe you'll find out a lot more about him. Anyway. Adonis is also the name of a character in the Greek legends. He was a young man who was killed by a wild boar. And every year the tradition was that he got restored back to life from the Greek version of hell, which is Hades. And He was the lover of Aphrodite. Aphrodite was, of course, the Greek goddess of love. And she brought Adonis back to life every year, according to this legend. The Latin name Hippodamia has also got a certain Greek connection to it. It was the character in a Greek myth. 
And the word Hippodamia actually means she who masters horses. And now, according to this legend, Hippodamia's father heard a prophecy that he'd be killed by his son-in-law. So he, he said, quite wisely, that whoever married his daughter could only do so if he defeated him in a chariot race, and if they lost, then they would be beheaded. And actually, 18 men who proposed marriage to Hippodamia actually died like this. But eventually, the uh, the dad's luck ran out, and one of the suitors was helped out in the chariot race because uh, the Greek god Poseidon was asked for help, and Poseidon sent winged horses to to win the chariot race, and so he won. And then I think the the prophecy came true after that. So I don't really know why this ladybird is known by this name that's got so much to do with God and the Greek myths and all of that. I did try and find out, but I could not really find an explanation. And if you look at other languages and what the ladybird is called in other languages, all of the names are related to its variability or aspects of its looks. So in Russian, it is known as the Korovka Izminchevaya, or changeable ladybird. In German, it is called the Variable Flach Marienkäfer, the variable flat ladybird. The German Wikipedia does actually give an alternative Latin name for the ladybird as Adonia variegata, but that was changed. Maybe because that just sounds too similar to, to God. I don't know. So, the Adonis ladybird has been introduced to Australia and North America, and in English, it's got other names it's known by, the variegated ladybug in America, or the spotted amber lady beetle. These ladybirds are red or orange, between three and five millimetres long. They have a slightly convex and elongated body, so usually these guys are quite streamlined to help them race around. And on the male ladybird, the first segment of its back legs are much, much bigger. That just gives the ladybird a bit more power in its legs and helps it run around um, even more. The number of spots the ladybird has varies greatly. Some of them have no spots, but the number can go up to, to 13. I think occasionally it can be more, but usually 13. The pronotum is black with a yellowish white border and with a very, very cool marking, which some people have compared to a mask. Other people have compared it to a crown. In the top centre of the ladybird's elytra, in an area called the scutellum, is a large black spot with white patches on either side, like what a seven spot would have. And some Adonis ladybirds do actually, in fact, have seven spots. The legs are black with brown at the tips. Now, quite a lot of ladybirds have this, especially in the Cochinella and Hippodamia genuses, and it is known as the scutellary spot. The larva looks kind of similar to a seven-spot larva, except it's got much more orange on it, including on its head and thorax, as well as yellow patches near the end of the abdomen and towards the thorax. The tubercules, the raised and kind of spiky bits on its back, I think sometimes they can use them for um, for breathing, and sometimes they can use it just like to deter any predators and stuff there. The tubercules are completely black. Both the adult and larva can move extremely fast and they've got legs designed for running as i've said above they've been described as the sports cars of the ladybird world now the adonis ladybird can survive in some quite inhospitable seeming areas 
They like sandy open soil and they also seem to like quite dry and weedy plants. You can see them on beaches or on waste grounds where not a lot appears to be growing. You can also find them on leaf litter, again like more industrial sites as well, as well as farmers fields which might not actually support that many insects or seem to. That's actually where I first saw Adonis ladybirds early this summer and the first time on a very 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 narrow strip of grass on a footpath going through a wheat field and I there were loads of them I don't know why I don't know how they ended up there or how they could survive there I don't know but they did and in recent years their numbers have increased in the UK and you can actually see them in some very surprising places they're commonly found in coastal sandy areas and during the winter they kind of hibernate or overwinter on low plants or on leaf litter. The Adonis ladybird is native to Europe and the Palearctic region, that's kind of like the region that stretches like sort of Europe and Asia. It is one of the most common species in the Mediterranean part of Europe and it is growing more common in the UK due to climate change. It's been found in a variety of other places, including the US and Australia, as well as Kenya and other parts of Africa and South America, including Chile. Part of the reason for this is because it's been deliberately introduced to kill pests on farmers' fields. But unfortunately, it has been found that even small amounts of common pesticides used in agriculture can reduce the fertility and life expectancy of the ladybird. And no prizes for guessing what the pests are that it eats. That's right, aphids. This includes very serious pests, actually, such as the cotton aphid and the pea aphid. It also eats thrips, whitefly, scale insects and mites. That makes it very important for biological control. And all the sources I've got about that are listed in the show notes if you want to find out more. So I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I quickly want to say that I'll be doing an episode soon. Well, I'm going to be trying to answer listeners' questions on ladybirds. So if you've got any questions, please send them in and I'll try and answer them. I'm also going to be doing a longer episode on the behaviour of ladybirds in winter because that's something that's um, that's uh, quite noticeable right now. Um, so if you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can like my Facebook page, Hidden Wings and Bloodlust, or follow me on Twitter at HWAB Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at 365Ladybird. Music at the start of the show is by Deborah Torrance. So thanks for listening and goodbye for now. <laughs>